Hey listeners, welcome back. We are knee deep in season five of the AIMP Nashville Pubcast. And on today's episode, we go down the rabbit hole of producer, writer, management, and publishing with Milk and Honey's very own Shelby Yoder. Why don't you uh, give us just a brief uh, background on yourself, and then we'll jump into to your life at Milk and Honey. Love it. Um, short story. I moved to Nashville about a decade ago. Um, I have a background in psychology. So when I first moved here, I work at Vanderbilt Psychiatric Hospital for kind of the first year and a half. But as you know, it's Music City. It's really easy to make friends with those makers here in town. So lived here for a bit. The first friends I made were all in the business and it kind of brought forward this love that I've always had for music, for writers. Growing up, I had like binders of my favorite lyrics printed out and would memorize them. So once I really got to town here and started making a community, it just sort of, I was drawn to it naturally. Um, So I left the hospital in early 2014. I went to work for Jeffrey Steele at Three Ring Circus. Um, I was an intern for him and Daryl Franklin for about a year, had a couple of part-time gigs to pay my rent. Um, And from there, I went to the Nashville Songwriters Association, where I ended up being the director of professional membership and events. So I was booking and producing Tin Pan South. I was doing the number one parties, helping with the legislative process, which ended up turning into the Music Modernization Act. Um, from there, I came to Milk and Honey, um, and I've been here for about four and a half years. Were you immediately attracted to publishing, or did you think maybe label, or was it just always like songwriters and publishing? That's a great question. I think I played around with an interest in working at a label for a while. Um But I mean, working with Jeffrey at Three Ring was my initial entry, and at the time, it's when Parker Parker Welling was there. She had just written um, yours with Russell Dickerson, and it was going out on Sirius. Uh, Alyssa Bonagura had just started writing with Ruby Stewart, and they were starting the Sisterhood. Adam James and Brandon Hood, and all of them were there. That I think being in that space with all of them, Jeff had two number ones when I was interning there. I think I found that love for being in the home with them, and them having the studio doors open and I could hear what they were talking about and listen to all of them sing. It attaches you really to like the spirit of art making rather than just kind of like the business of it. So I think that was just kind of my first step that was like handed to me when I left the hospital. So it was naturally kind of dropped me in that place. And then eventually I was there long enough that it was like, okay, I got to find a full-time job. So I know how I'm paying my rent every month. Uh, I had multiple part-time jobs in that internship. And then just landed at NSAI because I was kind of guided there. But yeah, I definitely had taken some conversations as like coordinator roles at labels. Um, Landed at NSAI, which ended up being right for me. But after two and a half years there, I was like, I got to get back with the writers. Like I got to know so many people working there and got to be a part of so many of their successes. But I was like, I don't just want to like hand them a plaque. I want to be there with them every day and really be a part of all of that with them. Let's talk a little bit about Milk and Honey. I know it's a little bit different than the Nashville standard. So why don't you give us some uh, some history and what your role is within that whole uh, ecosystem? Yeah, happy to. 
Um, so Milk and Honey was foremost writer, producer management. We had some mixers early on as well. The company is going into its eighth year of existence. So still fairly young. Um, I met Lucas Keller, who is a founding partner and the president of the company. Actually, when I was working at SAI and booking Tin Pan South, he put together a show for the festival, came to Nashville. That's how I learned about Milk and Honey. Um, and he was working with David Hodges. He's been his manager for, I think, like 13 years now. Um, and David and I have just sort of always had the same friends. So we actually met each other when I still worked at the hospital. And David was still living in Los Angeles. We've just always been around each other, familiar with each other. And when I met Lucas, when he came to Nashville for Tin Pan that year, he told me about Milk and Honey. And I, he said, you know, I want to open it in Nashville one day. The company was probably a year old at that time when we had that conversation. And I just continued to keep tabs on it. Um, and then when I was ready to leave NSAI a couple of years later, Hodges had moved to Nashville. Um, he had started a publishing company with Lucas and I knew that they were ready to do whatever it was they were going to do. And so I just went to David and said, I don't know what y'all are up to, but I want in. So I handle the kind of logistics of setting up the publishing ventures that our top tier clients have. So like Sir Nolan, Oak Belder, Jay White did it, or and David Hodges, of course, are the ones who have publishing ventures. So I actually run the venture we have with Hodges. It's called Top 5. We have soon to be five writers signed to the company um, and handle kind of day to day just as we know it, publishing for them. And then Milk and Honey, we're foremost management. We focus on producers and songwriters and really building out you know, an ecosystem for them, especially as producers, you know, they need a different set of representation. There is a whole other piece of their business that goes beyond just the writing of the songs or the creating of the material. Uh, I'm really excited about what Nashville is growing into, opening space for a newer version of production, opening space for larger ownership for individuals, especially as we've lost the middle class of songwriting. I think it's really beautiful to have representation for these individuals who are writer producers that they can earn an income that can allow them to survive as they continue moving forward with their careers. That's a, that's a lot to take in. I want to dissect a little bit of this because yeah. you mentioned management arm and then publishing. So, you know, yeah. just for clarity, because a lot of our listeners are may, might be new to some of this. How do you differentiate the two? And can you explain some of the differences on, 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 on what you do for each of those roles? Because those are two kind of different yeah. hats. They definitely are for sure. I think that... So on the publishing side, it is that's our copyright ownership. That's building out catalog. That is... For us, it's a lot of development, actually. We sign acts that are fairly young. There is one guy who's done really well who's been with us since the beginning. No, um, since the beginning of his career. We had a different iteration of an entertainment company um, that we originally met him in, and he's moved with us to this newer space. Um, but that's publishing as we know it. It is very much like kind of figuring out where they belong, getting them in the right rooms and the right spaces and the right schedules that they're really building out you know what their skill sets and their craft and their strengths are, getting to know like you know, where is your intuition? Where are the things that, what's your lane of like, where you're really adding creativity and where you're really able to build art. For some people, that's a little more narrow and hyper-focused. And for some people, it is a lot more expansive. And I think the expansion piece is kind of where the management comes in is 
Nashville, I mean, there's no other writers like the songwriters that exist here. There is such a whole, like a higher level of the craft of songwriting and the reverence for songwriters in this city than any other music city in the world. I think that's why it's becoming so much more popular. And I also think it's a beautiful thing that there's so many artists from other genres wanting to make their records here. They're drawn to this space, even if they've never worked here before, they know that like something magic exists here. And so I think for me, it's exciting adding the management portion of it because, you know, I work with Dave Pittenger here in Nashville, who we just shared a hit together with ABCDEFU. Um, it's exciting for someone like him who can have singles with, you know, Tyler Farr or Teal Towns or Gail or, you know, any of these other more like global perspective things that Gail was a Nashville artist that all was curated here really well, but that increases the value of a songwriting catalog, unlike country music can. There is just a whole other level of income and value streaming radio play. It hits in a completely different perspective. So for us, I think management is really exciting for like writers are spherical beings generally in their creativity Rarely is one individual, you know, just incredible at like writing commercial country radio. I think that we did that really well for a long time. But I think as we get into a digital era, you know, streaming creates like a different type of listener, a, a different type of generational listener. And I think it's all sort of blending together in kind of a beautiful way, at least what we're able to hit exposure wise. So the management is offering full access, honestly, globally to kind of any project that anyone could ever want to work on. Um, just since we've signed Dave, we're, we've booked him on trips that we're doing in Sydney and in Bali coming up this year that he's going to be riding with artists from around the world and highly curated and intentional spaces. But I mean, that increases the value of his catalog and I think adds a piece to his life that you know, he enjoys and is able to look forward to uh, the travel, the meeting different minded people. So I think the producer side is kind of looking at a more global perspective, looking, partnering with publishing in Nashville and just kind of adding another side to it. And as well, you know, really deep on, I specifically work with like producer songwriters. So it's really deep in like handling their contracts, bringing in another stream of income for them and building that space out as opposed to just making them a musician on something, letting them actually get to have that credit and master ownership. Well, this leads me to an interesting question. Like how do you Shelby separate mm -hmm. the hats, like between your publisher hat, your manager hat, what are those, the, the, how do you keep that, those two things separate and kind of keep yourself inspired in each particular role? Cause it seems like there's two different brains working for each one of those. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, my immediate thought is publishing is a long game. We're looking way down the road. We're having micro accomplishments monthly. Production is more immediate. So I guess it's more specifically because I'm working with producer writers, me personally, our whole, like we have artists signed to the company. We have mixers, like I mentioned, but my role specifically is really interested in writer producers. So that's more of an immediate thing. And I can almost break that down into quarters of like, okay, these are your goals for your career. These are your goals just annually. How can we break that down into quarters? We need to work on certain types of projects to reach certain types of financial goals, to be able to really, really get us moving in that direction. You know, getting 
master credit on certain types of things, you can make bigger leaps with production, both financially and I think in expanding your catalog in a way that you can't necessarily with copyrights because it is such a long play. So I think for me, the different hats are when I have the publisher hat on, we're, we're, I'm scheming like five years at a time. I'm scheming the length of, you know, whatever type of contract we have signed with each other, whatever agreement we have, um, and maybe even beyond that of like, what type of catalog are we building? And knowing that like, we're working right now to maybe receive money in like 18 or 24 months, if the song even gets released. Uh, whereas management is kind of action a lot more fast paced. I think you have a unique perspective and and if, because as more and more we're seeing more and more producer writers and from different genres move to town and all that. Let's talk about if I'm a young writer and I'm coming to town, maybe you can give some advice on when do you think it's time for them to maybe look to getting a manager? Like what's some advice you can give to up and coming producer writers that would be you think valuable for them to prepare themselves to to come to somebody like yourself? Yeah. I think Nashville is still growing so much outside of like in for popular music in general that I think the business infrastructure in regards to pop music in Nashville is still in an infantile state. So I think that that adds a lot more to the responsibility of the individual moving to Nashville that like, if you're wanting to work in multiple genres and be a producer writer here, or be a producer writer, even you only want to do country music in Nashville. I think that there's a lot upon the individual of you need to be making sure that you're really building out a network for yourself. Are you working with artists and building out identities and projects for them? Do you have an income that you're creating in those spaces? I think once you get to a place where you're making a lot more deals um, and you have, you know, active releases, you've built out enough of a community that you have a, that you have a regular fee that you're earning on that you're starting to become kind of a go-to in a certain space or within your network. Then I think that becomes a time to open up conversation for, um, you know, looking at a producer, looking at like producer management. I also think only now, I mean, you guys just opened your LA office with Big Machine. So I think that it is expanding a lot more, that there is more opportunity than there's ever been. And there will only continue to be more for writer producers to be able to have a local publisher that can actually expand them into other genres in a real way. But I think for the most part, there's some people where it's like they may recognize that they really don't want to do country at all. And they, but like they want to be in Nashville. They want to write the way that Nashville writes. They want this to be their home. I almost think it's better for them to hold out for finding a right management connection and then waiting for the exact right publishing deal. Otherwise, I think you end up kind of wasting two individuals' time if you're signing a deal that's really primarily focused in the country space. It's like you're going to get kind of pushed into things that maybe aren't of great value to anyone and honestly, maybe then aren't creating great art. So it's sort of better to hold out of like, look for a manager than kind of put you in those spaces or who can really be a creative partner in the collaboration of building things out, finding the right publishing partner here, because your manager should be really integrated into the space as well. 
you know, if you are someone who's developing, you've recently moved or you're building out the community, your manager should already know who the publishers are here that can help you kind of lean into that space and find the right partner. Like I know as a manager who are the right partners that I kind of lean on for, you know, publishing here in town. So I think it's important to build out your network or get in a groove, just be making music, start the conversations whenever you want. I know it's a new thing here in Nashville. I feel really passionate about young producers getting to figure out how to make publishing deals or how to make production deals. I'm sorry. Um, in Nashville, because like I said, I think there's just sort of the lack of representation and it's changing production deals for a producer in Nashville versus a producer in LA or the UK could not be more different fee wise, structure wise, the way any of it looks is vastly different. So I also think it depends what market you want to be in. So I think start the conversation whenever you want, but as far as actually making a deal with the manager, I think really wait until honestly, you're in a place where you're earning enough that that individual can leverage you into things. It's worth their time to take you on as a client. And it's worth you like giving up a percentage of what you're making. You kind of have to be at a certain place to financially or income wise to be able to add a manager to it. That's, a, that's some great information. So I can't help but wonder when you say there's differences in, in the, the production deals, like mm -hmm. is there some specifics you can mention and get, do you have reasons behind it other than maybe we're just catching up to those other markets on the production side? I think some of it is catching up, but I think fact is like pop music just makes more money, which means there's higher fees available. So I think the rates are probably the biggest difference. Um, in Nashville, you're lucky and are on the high end. If you're making 10 grand a side in Los Angeles, I mean, there's producers who make 40 grand for one song. That's not even the whole project. So I mean, 40 grand for one song in LA is probably more than the entire budget for some of the albums in Nashville. Um, and I think some of that's just going to come with the genre continuing to expand and honestly live into a digital era. The streaming and country music has so much to catch up on. And I think that as it does, there will be more money available. And I think that we can, you know, kind of lean more in that direction, which is what makes me excited about starting these conversations now. And I find it really important to be really transparent between publishers, creatives, managers of what is it that all of us are doing? We're all aware that it's all growing and expanding. And how can we do this together and be good partners to each other and make deals that are fair and, you know, valuable to everyone. So I think we have a lot to kind of lean in on and catch up to, but yeah, that's kind of the primary difference I'd say. The AIMP Nashville Pubcast is hosted by yours truly, Tim Hundy, executive producer, Travis Myatt, producer, Brandon Harrington, mixing and editing by Casey Porter. And this has been a Dime Collective production. <laughs>